Welcome. 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 Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. I guess we're back again. Hey. Baseball Mainly. Hey. Hey, we're going to do things a little differently going forward, as we told our uh, audience last time. Is we're going to go to a little more of a short form content and maybe uh, make it so people can listen to the whole show. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because you know people already do. People are busy. But here's the thing: you're able to now not just get one episode a week. You're getting two episodes a week, maybe three. It's kind of like if we get crazy, we're going to go four. You don't remember this, but it's kind of like certs. Do you know what certs are? The they were candy? little mints. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They were two mints in one. <laughs> that was their slogan. Or like, uh, what was the gum? Double mint gum. Yeah. Double, double your, your pleasure. pleasure. Double your fun. Well, Not endorsed by the MLB, though. They actually do hubba bubba and like all that other stuff. So. Yeah. You missed the big one, Corey. What's that? Big League Chew. You know, that, I, that's more. That's more. In, that's more popular in the clubhouse. Is it? Because yes. I thought the gumballs would be more popular because oh. it's easy to do instead of having to reach into. You know a how many thing flavors and... of Big League Chew there are now? A lot. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Hey, well, uh, should I introduce you? This is Corey Stewart. <laughs> Over here is Ethan, the Statman Perlman. I'm Jess Monticello, and uh, I'm happy if they're uh, chewing bubble gum instead of uh, dipping. True. Yeah. Well, that's banned now. And I. Well, it doesn't matter. Of course, yeah. Some of those guys still do did it. Did you get a big wad when you used to, you know? With bubble gum? Yeah. Yeah. Big one. Of course. Do the, the. And when I was a kid, you know, uh, all the ball players chewed tobacco. Yeah. And so you'd see them spit before they went up to uh, to bat. And so as a kid, you'd put a bunch of Tootsie Rolls in your mouth like that was, <laughs> like that was the tobacco. And then you'd spit out. Yeah. The, 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 I know. Like you that. know what? Uh, it, Oakland A's came out with. Uh, White shoes back in the must yes. have been in the seventies mm-hmm. during the uh, Charlie Finley era, mm. and so it was cool to wear white shoes. So on the ball field, I got I had white shoes. Most of the guys on the team had white shoes. Yeah, and we were playing against this uh, uh, college, which will rename. Yeah, I won't. It, it's uh, it's a college in Ann Arbor, little college, uh, oh. little Presbyterian no, Lutheran school. I didn't Concordia. Even... Concordia. We're playing against Concordia. I get a single. I'm on first base, and the first baseman spits his tobacco on my shoes. On your white shoes? And me being the good, controlled Christian guy was, <laughs> I just kind of let it slide. Did you slide into him? No, no, no. He's on first base. I was Don't on first slide base. Into first. You should. Well, what happened this day in baseball history? Uh, this day, baseball history back in 1969. So we're, uh, what is that now? 51 years ago. Mm-hmm. In his first That's year. That's not even as long ago as it was for the last Lions championship. <laughs> in, in his first year of eligibility, uh, Cardinal legend Stan Musial, Musial is elected to the Hall of Fame, receiving 93% of the vote. Roy Campanella, the former Dodger catcher, who won three National League MVPs before being disabled in a car accident, uh, was also elected into the Hall of Fame. Wow, hmm. couple great players there. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Scott on with us in a few minutes, and I'm sure he'll want to talk about uh, Stan the Man. Yep. And uh, then 1971, no player receives 75 percent or the three vote three fourths votes necessary to get elected into the Hall of Fame. 
The most votes are received that year were Yogi Berra and Earl Wynn. Early win. Early win, and uh, they would both be inducted the following season into the Hall of Fame. So you thought early was a typo, didn't you? No, no, I just, <laughs> I'm reading and I'm no, thinking. Earl. And, Makes and I, sense. And you Earl. know what? I think that was his name, too. Early. Early, early win. He's my a, dad has a famous baseball card. I believe my dad has a. Uh, a baseball card of his, That's but he was he was even before my time, yeah. so that was a long time mm-hmm. ago. But you know, you th- you think you see the word early. Well, he didn't get into the Hall of Fame early because he didn't get in his first try. So it's Certainly hard to believe. Win. It's hard to believe for me that Yogi didn't get in on the first ballot. Well, it's interesting to think about. You got guys coming up uh, in the next few years that more than likely won't get in on the first ballot that you would think are first ballot Hall of Famers. I don't. I don't think David Ortiz will get in. A, in his first year on the ballot, well, if he, but it, he really should. If what he did against the Tigers regularly was any qualification, he would. Mm-hmm. Well, Yogi Berra was an 18-time All-Star. That's crazy. That's crazy to think. Played in 10 World Series. That's crazy to think. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was a great catcher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe Jackie was out at the plate, even though the umpire called him safe. <laughs> hey, on the phone with us uh, today is uh, Scott Green. How you doing, Scott? Hello, boys. Happy New Year to you. Happy New, Happy New Year, Year, Scott. To you. Well, we want to talk to you about, uh, so I want you to think about this. We want to talk to you about uh, this Hall of Fame voting and about stealing signs. But first, we have a quick uh, uh, commercial message to do. Century Mortgage Lending has uh, sponsored us now for uh, several months. Uh, you can reach them at 248-258-4977. Uh, talk to uh, uh, Elizabeth or Paul over there. They'll do a great job for you. Great, great time to refi. Rates aren't going to stay this low forever. Uh, I think the tenure today is around 180. That's that's historically low. Probably get a mortgage uh, somewhere, who knows, south of 5%, certainly, maybe south of 4 mm-hmm. depending on what your situation is. Uh, uh, but give them a call. Uh Great time to refinance. If you're looking for a house, great time to get pre-approved before you go out. Make sure you know what you can afford and make sure that you can get a loan. Uh, These guys are the best. I can't recommend them too highly. Century Mortgage Lending, 248-258-4977. Check them out on the web at centuryml.com. NMLS number 134525, and they are an equal housing lender. 248-258-4977. All right. Scott, I hear you just came back from St. Louis. I had a fabulous weekend in St. Louis. I went to uh, what they call their winter warm-up, a fan fest. I picked up a couple of great memorabilia pieces we could go into later. But the uh, highlight was I go to the writer's dinner, and the man of the year was my favorite player. I mean, Kurt Flood was my favorite guy, but this guy was just my favorite player. and was Ted Simmons. And he's from Detroit. And he was long neglected. And I'm so happy that he finally got his due and got elected to the Hall of Fame. And unbelievably, I went early to the dinner. I said, doors open at 5. I went to a room for a drink, and boom, he's standing there by himself. How cool is that, seeing one of your Uh, heroes? Not every day you get to meet your idol. Yeah, that's and, great. Uh, he was a great catcher. Uh, he was a great catcher. He, listen, he's still number two in hits for a catcher, number two in RBIs. And how he only got 3.75% of the vote is first thing of eligibility. Unfortunately, I, 
he did, he didn't finish well. I mean, he spent the last three or four years with the Braves as a backup catcher and pinch hitter, and you know maybe modern day sports writers just didn't see you know the greatness from the seventies and uh, the early eighties with the Brewers. But this guy was the real deal. I mean, you know, when you made every All Star game behind Johnny Bench. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, and he did, and he was a switch hitter. And at one time, I think he still may have it, held the record for uh, pinch hit home runs for a National League switch hitter. But he was, he was great. And uh, we uh, reminisced. I saw him went to a game at, at uh, Shea Stadium back in the mid seventies, I think it was like seventy four. And uh, that's my, by the way, my, my grandson in the background screaming. <laughs> Is that King Otis? <laughs> yeah, no, it's Errol the Emperor. Errol. Uh, Errol. <laughs> yep. And uh, uh, I went to a doubleheader, and the Cardinals won the first game, and he caught in and had some big hits, and they won. And they were losing 3 nothing in the ninth and got the bases loaded. And with two outs, he came to come up and pinch hit and hit a pinch-hit grand slam off John Matlack. Whoa. And I reminded him of it, and as I, I said, I was reminding him of the game. I said, then you came up and you hit a pinch-hit grand slam off, and we both said simultaneously, yeah, John Matlack. And he told me, he goes, I was very nervous on the way up there. He goes, why would you be nervous? Because Red Shandings pinch-hit, I was pinch-hitting for Reggie Smith. And uh, I said, wow. I said, uh, he wouldn't let Reggie hit there. He goes, I guess Red knew what he was doing. I hit the first first pitch out. But he was genuinely kind and nice. So I took a picture, and he's actually going to be at the Cardinal Fantasy Camps. I've already printed up the picture, and I'm sending it down to my clubby guy there to get that signed. But he was was a great evening. Got to meet uh, Colton Wong, Paul Goldschmidt, the general manager, some other front office people that I'm familiar with uh, from our tournaments. Goldschmidt going to do it for him this year? I think he's I think he's a solid player. I think he'll, after one year, I mean, it's not like he had a bad year, but I think he could have a, a breakout year. But I think uh, they're on the verge of getting somebody big, and I still think it could be Arenado. Um, yeah, if we get somebody big in Detroit, it'll just be their waistline. Mm. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, that would be great. If they could pick up a third, you know, a real hard-hitting. They need, but they're committed to kids. They got a kid named Dylan Carlson that they're committed to. Tyler O'Neill. They're still going to play Bader. Fowler's still in the mix. Ozuna still hasn't been signed. So they've got some a couple of question marks. But everybody wants. Uh, they're not getting clarity, but everybody wants uh, Dakota Hudson in some deal, which I'm against. I think he's got. I mean, you're a rookie. You win 16 games. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ozuna's on my fantasy team. Uh, we've got a little. Uh... Uh, tournament going here of all the uh, free agents we picked from, mm-hmm. and Ozuna was one of my guys. So I have uh, Alex Avila, Scott. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and and I got everybody Corey wants to trade. For. That's not necessarily yeah. true. I got I got uh, uh, who do I have? Who do you have? Alex Avila. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of catchers, uh, what do you what do you think of this sign stealing controversy there, Scott? Well, I will tell you that uh, it was. I went to several lectures, and one of them was with uh, John Mosdaylock, the general manager, and uh, it is prominent, and it's uh, it's a, a bad day for it's a bad time for baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely uh, you know they, you can be a great fan, and you can disagree about rules changes and having to pitch the three hitters if you come into play, you know, mm-hmm. to relieve or whatever, and stupid things like that, which I think are horrible, um, but. We're talking about an image problem now, yes. yeah. And uh, I think baseball is in serious, serious trouble, and I don't think it's over. 
No, I, okay. I don't. I don't think that, it's going to be either. And he was asked point blank, you know, by several players uh, at the fan fest, you know, do the Cardinals steal signs? And he just came at right out and said, "I, you know, I can promise you right now, we play it fair and square." So MLB has to do something with outlawing all cameras, mm-hmm. cell phones in the dugout, uh, whatever, and the only cameras that should be generating anything should be the ones that are transmitting the game yeah. uh, via TV and cable. Scott, but they've got a they've got a problem. Scott, I mean, do you I have a, a couple, do you have a problem with you know? Let's say there's a guy on second base and he he can see what the catcher's no, calling. No, do you have no, a problem with that? A, nope, not at all. No, that's I don't either. That, that's part. Listen, I'm going to be up open and honest with you. We played at Cooperstown one year, and this catcher just was not putting the signs between his crotch and was you could was below his ass and you could see the fingers. I mean, Jesus! If you're not going to cover it up, then screw it. Then you want us to know about it, and I said go to the plate if you hear your first name it's a fastball you hear your last name it's a curveball mm-hmm. yep and it's still is it great to know sure it is does it alter the game yes it does yep. but when you're getting to the point where there are electronics involved and it's a definite clandestine effort to do this then there are problems yeah and i i applaud i mean, i sat here a week ago monday and watched the mlb live and watched the uh press conference with the Houston Astros before it was reported that, you know, they were going to fire those guys. And uh, and he said they fired them. And I said, good for you, because there is no place in the game for those for those guys. And yeah. you knew when that happened, it was going to be it for Cora. It was going to be it for Beltran. It was going to be it for whoever is going to get named in this. I don't think it's over. No. I think there'll be, there'll be another whistleblower somewhere. Um, it's nothing new to the game, certainly. Uh, you know, you the rumor was, you know, back in 51 at the Polo Grounds, they had a guy, I mean, people don't realize, but the, the Polo Grounds, their clubhouse was in deep center field, 487 feet away. So there was no tunnel to the clubhouse back then. You walked all the way across the field into the clubhouse. But it was so far away that they had a telescope, you know, in a blackened window, zeroed right in on the catcher's crotch looking for signs, and, uh, the, you know, a, a light went on for... You know, one light went on here and one light went on there. And, you know, you can make whatever argument there is, but all of a sudden the the uh, New York Giants, who were 17 games out in late July, early August, are winning 35 out of 40. Mm. So who knows? I, I mean, it, it's I don't have a problem with stealing signs on the field. All right, I think that is part of the game. There's nothing wrong with that. But doing it clandestinely and, you know, underhandedly like that when you're using – you know, technology to do it. Mm-hmm. Just can't. You can't do that. Well, you just can't. And I, I think it's just. What does a kid think today? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, well, with everything moving forward with it, and more stuff coming out about it, and the whole buzzer thing, and undershirts or whatever. But I mean, when you look at the Astros now and what they've accomplished over these last few years, winning records, World Series. You know, AJ Hinch was supposed to be this great manager now you're looking at the houston astros and they're talking about bringing in john gibbons buck showalter you know uh possibly dusty baker um looking at these other managers and and now do you think how can you replace aj hinch you can't say that right now because you can replace him because he mm-hmm. was cheating the whole entire time well wow. not the whole entire time but he was cheating and then you look at these players and it's like you know are they going to be contenders? 
are they going to be yes. scrutinized? Are they going to? Are they? I don't know. They're still in a division that yeah. they will easily win the division. Their mm-hmm. only real competition is the Oakland Athletics, and they don't have a roster to compete 162 games with the type of roster the Houston Astros do. Mm-hmm. Houston will still win that division. Texas is coming up. They're not. They're not to the to the level of Houston or Oakland yet. If they get a guy like Arenado, then I'll change my tune. But right now, they, they they've got to still they still have a few pieces to add. Sure. Well, what's happening with Arenado? Arenado's just he's he's letting it known to Colorado Rocky fans and to the organization that he is done with the disrespect that he is feeling towards uh, that he's getting towards him. Sure. And he, you know, the funny thing is. Right now, with what he's saying and how blunt he's saying it, the the uh, Colorado Rockies have lost all leverage in uh in trade talks. Yeah, because they know oh, it, yeah. they, they know oh. if they don't get him out, it's only going to cause more problems and a team to he, look. He also has a buy. He has a buyout at the end of next year. Mm-hmm. All right, opt out. So that's well, that's the problem. I mean, first of all, the Cardinals have offered a hell of a package for him. Okay, a hell of a package. Dakota Hudson. Tyler, uh, this kid Carlson, uh, Carlson, uh, their outfield, a ton of ton of guys, mm-hmm. and I think I think Carlos Martinez is one of the guys. So they've offered a ton, but he's got to sign. They're not going to give him. They're not going to give him that for two years. No. So he's got to agree to a you know a lengthier contract or something. So that could be a holdup. But I don't yeah. see him remaining in Colorado. I'd certainly yeah. love to see him on the Cardinals, but I see him <laughs> going to somebody. Yeah. But just backing up the trailer, just. Uh, Oh, it was just mentioned. So what happens if the Houston Astros don't go out and win the division? What happens if next year we're in mid-May and they're, you know, 18 and 31 mm-hmm. and Jose Altuve's hitting 211 mm-hmm. and Bregman's got three home runs and nine RBIs? Right. You know, you're going to really have to ask yourself, uh, you know, how big did it really what was, right. What, what was the percentage the of what yeah. the cheating was to the wins? Yeah. What, what was it? Okay. Yeah. You can't, you can't not, judge not, that right now. I yeah. mean, you. but you look at, for example, Alex Bregman, even in college, the kid could flat out hit. True. So I, under, no, I, I, I understand. We're not the, making any. Yeah, we're not saying that. Listen, that's. The, I, I think the thing that's going to be their biggest detriment next year is every time they go to a ballpark, I mean, when is the chanting cheaters going to start? It's going to start real soon, I think, right and at the beginning of the season. it's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure to be looked upon. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, the guys who got fired are the guys who orchestrated and put it in, into place. Mm-hmm. But if you're one of the players that had that buzzer or you're one of the players who has taken the signs, which apparently all were, mm-hmm. you're a cheater. Yeah. You're so, a cheater. Yeah, and you've got to look at like Justin Verlander because he's been very outspoken about that. He's a cheater you know? in my mind. Verlander yeah. is a cheater in my mind. Because he yep. didn't step up or say anything, and he was very outspoken on Twitter and on his thing that he doesn't stand for cheaters. But then you're going to stick by the team that was cheating and everyone knew in the clubhouse. So I, I do yeah. want to bring this to everyone's attention because it was a great thing Logan Morrison put out, and I think we talked about it briefly mm-hmm. on our last show. Mm-hmm. Back in 2014 is when this all started, mm-hmm. and nobody picked up on it. Nope. Uh, Logan Morrison even provided proof, which he since deleted off of his Twitter and off mm-hmm. of his Instagram. Um, but he not only went as far to say this happened in 2014, mm-hmm. up to now, but teams like the Yankees, who he was a part of that organization, teams mm-hmm. like the Red Sox, the Dodgers, all are doing this. 
So if you're Major League Baseball, the buck's going to fall on you to figure out, okay, we can't um, we can't completely eliminate the electronic technological side from Major League Baseball because teams use this for the analytical departments. Mm-hmm. Now, how are you gonna how are you gonna moderate it? How are you gonna regulate it? And a great way to do it, umpire is, in the it, dugout. Well, no, I was, I, <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say just do it like how you do random drug tests. Have a person who is either associated with Major League Baseball. Or Major League Baseball goes out and hires independent contracting contractors to go into these parks, to go into these film rooms, and sit there. Yeah. And monitor monitor what teams are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something's going to happen. Yeah, it, it's going to be. Listen, there's always going to be a way. All mm-hmm. right. There's always you're always going to be able to find a way. Mm-hmm. Just, you just are. I mean, you could. There's always going to be a way. You could put a guy out in center field with whatever latest cell phone app that zeroes in and have them hold his hat. I mean, you know, look at the first section, you know, right of the uh, batter's eye and the guy's holding his hat up as a credit. There's always going to be a way to cheat. Mm-hmm. All right. And you're never going to ever get away from it. But somehow we're going to have to find a way, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. because it, it is, uh, I think baseball's in big trouble. Yeah. I mean, real big trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I do too. I don't, I don't, I don't think this is the end of it. I think this could go down as one of the greatest scandals since either the drug scandals of the late seventies or even further back to uh Black the Black Sox, Sox scandal. Yeah. This kinda makes the whole juicing thing like, you know, steroid era look very minuscule in my mind. This yeah. is goes I so listen, I'd be honest with you, I always thought that was minuscule anyway. Yeah. yeah. I never yeah. thought I was never uh I I fully believe that Bonds, McGuire, Clemens Whoever mm-hmm. they're Hall of Famers. Yeah. All right. And uh, you know, I'm, I'll get the arguments or whatever. But I was never a, a steroid uh, growth hormone guy that said they should be banned. Well, I uh, I've been uh, taking some steroids because I'm getting ready to go to a tournament in uh, Vero Beach in a couple months for play at the plate. You're going to need more than steroids, son. So. <laughs> <laughs> you better hit the batting cage for a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, the steroids have been going in my eye. I just had a cataract removed. <laughs> great, great. Uh, but, uh, hey, I just signed up. It's coming up in April. And if anybody's interested in joining you and me, it's uh, playattheplate.org. Check it out. And there are a lot of great tournaments. Yeah. Actually, uh, I got a little bit of news on another uh, personal thing. As you know, I ran some events for MLB at the All-Star Game for eight or nine years. I ran their corporate fantasy camp at the All-Star Game. Well, I have uh, been asked to run a corporate event for them uh, prior to the Yankee White Sox game at Field of Dreams and possibly uh, the Cardinals-Cubs game in London, which I'm going to anyway. But uh, if they want to pick up the airfare, that'd be fine with me. All Um, right. Well, you know, we'll we'll come to the Field of Dreams and uh, help you, Scott. I would. You guys are welcome. Right. Awesome. You guys hey, are welcome. Hey, we've we got a couple other things we want to talk to you about. Uh, some free agents have been signed. I, I thought I'd let you know on my fantasy team, I have Felix Hernandez. He signed a one-year deal with the Braves. Yeah, I saw that today, yeah. And the Tigers made a huge trade. They traded Matt Hall to Boston for catcher Jan Nunez. That, I can't believe that hasn't been all over the papers. That's a, I say that's a blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> However, the Texas Rangers have signed one of my guys, Todd Frazier. He's on my team. Just I'd let you guys know Did you know make that. this yeah. rundown or did Ethan make this and rundown? And the Dodgers have signed one of my pitchers, Alex Wood. Oh, my goodness. 
Where's Alex Avila on this rundown? Huh? <laughs> um, would you like me to announce his retirement? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, I like Alex Avila. Anyway, Scott, we're going to have to call it a day. Thanks for being with us. Really appreciate oh, it. Oh, it's my pleasure, guys. And I'm looking and forward to playing it. Play at the plate. Uh, we can't wait to see you. Yeah. You and your son. You're going to. Dodger Town is going to be fabulous. Yeah, and I, pool there. I. I'll never be able to offer my clients more than we are at Dodger Town. Well, I need. I need. Uh, I'll need to get in shape before I visit the pool for sure. <laughs> cool. All right. All right, boys. Thanks, Scott. Thank, thanks, Scott. Yep. Bye, bye. Hey, for uh, for Ethan and uh, Corey and uh, me and Angel and. Whoever else is back there. Uh, oh, especially for Cole, who's been handling the phones and making them sound great. Heck yeah. This is Jess Monticello saying, uh, let's play two. <laughs>